Welcome to the Sample Podcast, guys, the number one social dynamics podcast in the world. And today, I am with a good friend of mine from the Gold Coast. We're in the new studio, and I'm loving it. He is one of the guys that I got introduced on social media. He's huge on social media. Everywhere you go in, in, in Gold Coast, I either hear of him, I see him commenting, I see him commenting on people in America, and I'm like, man, i got to connect with this guy. And I was lucky to connect with him through a couple of mutual friends. And then we were able to really just you know build a friendship from there. So today with me, I have... Culture King's ambassador. I have absolute wellness coach and fitness coach. I have someone that has gone through ups and downs in his life and come out better, much, much, much better. He actually had a pretty much a media run where everyone was posting you. Every single news account posted you about two, three weeks ago. Yeah. With me today is Mr. Jackson Tiffett. How are you, boss? My man, thanks for having me on. Love what it. a what a setup, man. Yeah, it's not I too bad. This is probably the best. Best setup I've been in. I, I as, soon, as soon as I got it, I was like, "Nah, this is yeah. it. this is the this is the vibe. This is it makes it hey, it, like it makes a difference." And you got kombucha here, and fuck, what else? Mate, I'm <laughs> trying to go healthy. Imagine if I had bad drinks. Imagine if I had like, uh, it would be a terrible drink to have oh, for you, just a, like a stubby. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I appreciate you having me on, man. And um, yeah, like I'm really dipping into the podcast scene now because you know, one, it helps so many people. Two, it's great for exposure. Um, three, it's great to meet new connections like yourself and have a proper in-depth chat that maybe we wouldn't know each other as much without this. And yeah, man, it's just all around awesome. So I love the feedback too. So I'm yeah. keen to kick this off and spit some facts and whatever you throw at me and hopefully the audience gets something out of it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, my audience is, is pre predominantly guys that are looking to improve their life, improve their social life, improve their fitness. And we, we do a, a thing called the seven pillars of status. And one of the pillars is fitness, which is your connoisseur. You're the connoisseur of fitness. You're yeah. the man that's all over social media. So give us a little bit of a rundown in you and your life so that the audience knows how much I know about you and kind of your journey to where you are right now. Now you're killing the game on Instagram and everything like that. So bring us back to what was Jackson like back when he was a young kid? You know, he might have been 17, 18, 19. What was that, that kid like? So about 17 we'll start. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, kind of, yeah. Finished year 12, um, was very active with sport and, Always wanted to do something with sport or being active or fitness, you know what I mean? That's just how I was brought up. And I chose to study my Cert 3 and 4 in fitness and become a personal trainer because um, I was in the gym at that time. I was heavily into my diet, heavily into training, and I was like, I felt like I was knowledgeable and I, you know, had somewhat of a physique and I was like, well, why don't I start to use my knowledge on other people to help them overcome weight loss, put on muscle gain, yep. but most importantly, combat their mindset. And yeah, so I studied it and I just worked like any personal trainer in and out of gyms for four years. And I was just like, this just doesn't cut it. You yeah. know what I mean? I was just like, there's only so much money I can make, only so much time. You know, you, you got to pay rent and overheads at each gym. Um, obviously, you can only really accommodate for that suburb. And then I was like well, how can I change this up? And like, obviously I was just starting to dip into social media and I Instagram and all of that. And I was looking up to some top end people like Joseph Rakic and Zach Smith. And I was, I was like, they're doing what I'm doing, but they're doing it online. Mm -hmm. So they're working from their phone or their laptop. They're accommodating for worldwide clients, not just, you know, a suburb and they're not paying overheads at the gym and they're their own boss. So I was like, this just literally ticks every box. <laughs> So I was like, 
obviously I knew straight off the bat I wasn't going to make the income that I was making um, seven days a week doing PT. Mm -hmm. But that is, you know, the risk that I took and I backed myself and it's paid off, man. You know what I mean? And I think that's what a lot of people do in life. They, you see so many people that work nine to five jobs and they work nine to five jobs until they die. Yeah. It's, and they don't enjoy it. Like I have people come to me all the time. Like I don't enjoy what I do. Like how, how did you become your own boss, etc. And I think the one thing that stops them from going from nine to five to say being a self-employee or being an entrepreneur or whatever it is, is the fear of failure. They, they, they fear that what if I don't make the money that I'm making right now in a, in a comfortable position. Yep. And that's what it is, man. And it's, it's sad because I, I'm the complete opposite now. Like all I do is think about how I can, um, you know, make more revenue or s skyrocket here or whose podcast can I go on or like sky's the limit. You know what I mean? And I think that's, what's so special about life is that where we never stop evolving. Mm -hmm. And if you don't get excited about that, then you're not truly living in my opinion. So yeah. Definitely. Well, you know, Elon Musk, for example, saying that if there's, if they're, you know, when they were talking about Mars and he was mm. like, well, we've got to, we've got to embrace the future. We've got to like what we're doing and live. Yeah. So I, I see that as a key, key element with a lot of people with, especially entrepreneurs, because it's not yeah. just fitness. It's also the things that you have to learn as, as an entrepreneur. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. And, and it seems like everyone's doing it. So at what, at what sort of age did you start to go, you know what, like what start, what age did it start to work? And you saw the actual fruits of your labor start to become profitable yeah i think two two years into it roughly mm -hmm. so for everyone listening like that's they might be like oh well two years without a significant income like how do i do that and it's like but i look back at it now and it's like i'm only 27 and i'm you know i'm pretty well set up my business where i think it'll boom for the rest of my life and it's like i don't have to sit there and have someone tell me what to do. You know, I can literally go travel the world. I can do all this stuff. Mm. To me, that two years taken off for, you know, maybe say the next 50 years of what I want to do, enjoyable income, yeah, well worth it. You know what I mean? Well worth it. And if that doesn't motivate you to, you know, maybe get out of what you're doing, if you're not enjoying it, then nothing will. Yeah, well, you know, they work for 60, 50, 60 years and then get 11 years off. That's the quote. For two years nothing yeah so like and you know it's different for everyone like it could be five years it could be five months yeah but i know most people like i've got a lot of mates that are you know their own boss and you don't really see anyone like struggling up like most of them are set up after three years or something it's it's a very short time piece for the freedom that you get down the track I think that's the biggest thing. I remember, like, like not that long ago, uh, Nan Nan passed away. Yeah, I was able to see her like a week before, or like a couple of weeks before, which was fantastic. Yeah, they're the things that you don't get by working the nine to five. Hundred percent. You can just like drop everything, go down, see her. Yeah, and uh, they're the memories. Also, yeah, yeah, which is hundred percent. And it's crazy. Like I, I just think like when you can create your own day. Um, it's just endless opportunities and it's like, I would never go back to what I used to do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like definitely. I would never go back to, I used to do like a lot of laboring. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, and some people enjoy it. I'm not, I'm not bashing people that, you know, want yeah, to build, build a country, basically want to be a landscaper or a builder. But it's like, that for me was like, I was going, it felt like I was just literally doing labor the whole day with someone telling me off kind of thing. Yep. 
And then by the time I, the day was done, I was just spent. And yeah. it's just like this ongoing cycle. And then what you do is you, you come to Friday and you're so fucking knackered that majority of the population, they go, well, let's go out and drink our sorrows away yeah. because they're not actually enjoying life. Mm. And then that's what they usually do sat Friday, Saturday. Yeah. Then Sunday's a write-off because they feel like shit. Yeah. And then Monday they're hating it because they're going back to this repeated cycle till Friday. Do you know what I mean? It's fucked, yeah. And it's like alcohol is one, but then some resort to drugs. And this is where it becomes a bad habit of depression and people aren't actually enjoying what they're doing. Do you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, it's the core concept is it's it's on you. You can only change. Yeah. So a thousand percent. I think I think that's a that's a big thing. Well, one of the things that I always talk about is like the nine to five, they almost cuck themselves a little bit. You know what cuckolding means yeah, basically? Yeah. So what, what I think of it is like these guys get told what to do by like a male boss, especially like yeah. do this, do that, do that. And when they get to Saturday, it's like the first time they get to be in control of like who they are. Yeah. And that's when they go wild. Yeah. It's because they've been cucked the whole weekend. They're that's like, actually true. Fuck this. You yeah. know, I need to do like, and so they, they get that masculinity back because it's like they've been, you know, detrimented all week. Yeah. Especially with that. So it's great that, that you, you saw that early, which is, so, so tell us, how did you see that early? How did you pick up on something that like that young age? Because me, it, it was 25 before I picked up on that. I think just, um, I think like how I was brought up with maturity, but most importantly, who I was surrounding myself with. Mm-hmm. So when I kind of changed my circle yep. and I followed the likes of say like, um, Tony Robbins, like when, when I followed these people that were very successful and I was like, this is achievable. Do you know what I mean? And like, it's, it's obviously a better life to live. So I'm just a big, I'm a big risk taker. I took a risk. I backed myself and I've never looked back. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, that, That, that's, that's what a lot of men need. Yeah. It's bro. I try and like, I try help a lot of people. I get like, even last night when I was out, bro, I had so many people come up to me and they're like, Fuck, like, you're doing awesome. Like, I wish I could just do what you're doing. And I'm like, wish. Like, you can. Like, you honestly can. Like, I, you're no different to me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, obviously, I put in a lot of work. Like, a lot of hours doing photo shoots, podcasts, mm. online coaching. Um, But there's no reason why you can't do it. Like, truly. You know yeah. what I mean? I think, I think if anything over the last three years has shown you, it's like, you can't even be secure in a job. Yeah. You know? And that's the weird thing is with what's happening with the world, man, and like COVID and all of this, like you, you seen how much the world has changed in the last, say, 10, 20 years. What's in the next 10, 20 years? Like, uh, are there even going to be jobs? Is money even going to be a thing? Like, and this is why I think it's so important to have your own financial income, <clears throat> have your own house and property. Yep. And then the rest flows. Yeah. So, well, yeah, there, there, there's definitely some, some, some interesting things coming, you know, with the, the, the central, you know, digital currencies where you've got governments Crypto. owning, yeah, you've got governments wanting to put in digital currencies, social yeah. credit scores, and that's where it gets a little bit like, oh, yeah, we're going to have some fun. Because you know, I, I actually started doing a little bit of crypto nice. uh, like three months back and yep. I was just like, I'm not good luck with like the when, when I saw the visuals of it, yeah. and like I had to log in like all the graphs and shit. <laughs> I'm being like, straight up, bro. Thing. I was like, I, I'm just not good with that. Yeah. And it was like literally doing my head in. And I was like, I paid for this massive thing and was with a mentor, and I literally did one trade, and then I stopped. 
I was just like, I can't do this. That is quite funny because it, it, any sort of new challenge, you're gonna you're gonna suck at it, kind of yeah. thing. And and so, when when at what stage were you starting to get? You know, you started to have you ever competed, or have, did you ever have the aspirations of competing? No, so I'm probably the one of the few that is like you know, renowned as an online coach, somewhat of a following. Yeah, that's never competed. I just it's never interested me. Mm-hmm. So I, I just don't. You know, and I'm not bashing people that do. No, you know, yeah, that yeah. It's, it's a great goal to achieve. But at the end of the day, if you look at it, you, you actually get nothing out of it. Sure, yeah. And, you know, when you when you actually want to take it far, like people think, oh, I'm actually going to be like a professional bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. It's like it's not going to happen realistically. Like the stats, like yeah. when you go overseas and you match yourself, yeah, you might be good in Australia. It's like saying, oh, you know, I want to go make the NBA tomorrow. And it's like... How many Australians, first of all, have made the NBA, if not been actually good? Yeah, statistically. One or, one or two in the in the lifetime. So it's like, why are you... Do you know what I mean? Mm. And I think people need to be realistic with goals too. Sure. Not just like put them out and be like, yeah, I want to be like a you know a top IFBB pro around the world. I want to be an NBA. It's like, no, if, if that's physically not possible with genetics and mm. et cetera, maybe focus on your time on another goal. It doesn't mean you can't train and look your best. But to me, it's like, what am I getting out of it? Yeah, no, exactly. So <clears throat> you got to be, you got, you do have to be that realistic, and especially because if you go to that underlying thought, like, what is it about it that yeah. you want? Like, is it the admiration? Is it the respect? Is it because it's, it's going to be more than just your? Is it just pushing yourself to the limits? You know, there's going to be something else that you could you could probably acquire with something else that you're doing. Hundred percent, and that's like me now. Like I've just set new goals. Like obviously, I went down the the steroid scene and. Mm-hmm body image and um, trying to look my absolute best for, you know, somewhat of five years in my early 20s. Yep. And now it's like, I'm just so focused on other goals like business and health. Mm-hmm. And like with my training, it's like, well, if I'm not going to obviously be as strong and be as big and be as lean and all mm-hmm. of this as, as what I used to be when I was enhanced, yep. I need to make a new goal. So I've started running and it's like that doesn't involve any of that. Yeah. It actually brings more health and mental clarity, but it's a goal. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So yep. you, it's like you got to kind of still you can still do the same thing, but you just got to make a little switch. Going back to that, it was it's it's interesting because that's what you know really really blew up recently is you were talking on on your steroids and, and the uh, the stuff. So I, I want to get into more the circle that you were around. Was it was it something that you you ha- were not, you know, in in high school, we say like persuaded or, you know, kind of not bullied into it, but was your circle a big component to that? hundred percent, man. I, if, if I wasn't hanging around the people I was hanging around at that point of time when I was in the gym, Mm -hmm. I would not have done steroids. So it was more like it was, everyone was literally doing, I was around like everyone. And it was just like, to me, this is how simple it sounds. It was like, to take steroids was like to take protein powder. Yeah, like that's what it was like. It was like <laughs> there was no other. Thought, it was yeah. like, well, we take a scoop of protein powder after we train, and all my mates were just like, well, we're injecting testosterone before we train, mm. and I just did it. You know what I mean? And then one thing after another, I got addicted, and you know, six years later, you know, come with a lot of consequences and yeah, definitely side effects and all of that, and that's what happens with drugs. So mm. you know what I mean? But I'm very happy I did it and I don't regret it because it's it's made me who I am today. Would you say that's a catalyst for your life? Like specifically that moment you look back and see a deviant path for you? You saw like there was two paths and you actually got to go down one path? 
as in getting off? Yeah, so basically, like, you know, I'll give an example. So when I first started to do social dynamics and learn social skills, yeah, a girl broke up with me, and I ended ended up almost committing suicide. Yeah, and right. At that moment, I found some videos online where I had all the tablets laid out. I had the bottle of water. Went wow. on YouTube and I found the video that saved my life. Ended up ended up working for the company that saved my life, and the guy ended up being his personal assistant. So crazy that that I saw from this concept, like this like butterfly effect. That was the catalyst that deviated my life. So I was just wondering if, you know, the whole you know the six years that you went down came to a crescendo, like one point where you're just like, wow, it deviated to where you are now. Yeah, yeah. So um, obviously there was you know it was heavily related around the health side of um, sorry the health like the side effects. Mm-hmm. My family, yep. you know, obviously that was a big part where it was. T- detaching us and just causing a lot of tension and mm. you know no no parents want to see their kids raised up to be a drug addict do you know what i mean oh, um but the probably the crucial point was um for for listeners listening um obviously i got caught with the steroids mm-hmm. so i wasn't just taking them i also got caught with them which then led to he- hectic amount of court cases um legal fees all of that it was that final court case when i was supposedly meant to go to jail based off all the demographics and that of you know how many times I got done how much I had Mm -hmm. that I didn't actually go to jail and that was the that was the sign that there's there's light ahead yeah and maybe I I could take this upon me to not only stop but actually help try people not go down the path that I did and that's what I'm doing right now right and at that moment when they said you know you're free to go that was the yeah, obviously, it still took a long time. Like I did, you've heard of cold turkey. Yep, sure. Yeah. So like, yeah, I did try to go cold turkey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, back and forth. Like I, I got off the steroids. I used it for a little bit. Yep. I got off. Like I think it took four to five times before like it's out of being out of my life for yeah. good. But at that point of time, I was like, I need to change. And I made significant changes, mm-hmm. but it is very hard to just go cold turkey on something and never touch it again. Straight, yeah, of course. And it's like anything. You have to have an identity change. Yeah, and that's why a lot of people struggle with, you know, um, street drugs too. Mm-hmm. It's like you see them, they're in and out of rehab yeah. all the time. <laughs> I've, I've got mates right now that it's very sad, but, you know, they're addicted to ice and they just, they literally just can't get off. Yeah, they get off for a little bit, they go to rehab, they can't, and it's just, it's sad because I see them deteriorate and I see so much more light in them. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And it's, I just hope, you know, that, that what we're doing and well, what I speak about predominantly just helps someone because no one wants to see, you know, their son or their daughter die from drugs or mm. um, suicide or whatever. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a very serious topic. Yeah, so. it's true. It's truly sad that there is, is that. And I had my little bit. And I kind of play it off, but yeah, no, think, you know, talking to you, I, I think, you know, it should be more of a serious topic for me even to talk about. Yeah. Cause I was addicted to a, a thing called rest of it, which was a sleeping medication cause I couldn't sleep cause of the breakup. Really? Yeah. yeah. So, so I that's just, like, um, your mic's playing up. Yeah. A little bit. There um, we go. we're back. Yeah. Is no, that like, like similar to Xanax or Valium or more, more just a sleeping tablet to be honest. So yeah. it just kind of knocks you out. Yeah. It knocks you out. It kind of. The, the big thing is I liked when I woke up in the morning and I felt something. As in what? What's, what was that something? The feeling was as if I'd been run over by a truck. 
Right. Because I'd wake up so drowsy, so heavy. You liked that feeling? Because it made me feel something. I was in a breakup and I was ah. heartbroken. And so anything that was a different feeling other than the breakup was good. That's interesting, hey. And that's yeah. the same as any drug because that's what drugs essentially do is you're mm. escaping reality. Yeah. And that's what you're kind of saying is you're not enjoying this the real life. Yeah. So it's like if you get that bit of a weird feeling – then that's kind of like your high. Mm, and a, meta, a metaverse within a, within, within a reality almost. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy, man. But I've never even heard of that. Um, yeah, so, th- so that was that. It was just, it was just a breakup. And, th- and then w- what I find very interesting, and it's, and it's great that you're, you're um, waking people up from that. The thoughts in your head yeah. is a big thing. You're yeah. not yourself. Yeah. You're not who you are. I'm not who I, like you're a different person. Yeah. So that person has different thoughts. Yeah. Not you. And so that's a big thing. So what, what, what was the biggest identity shift that you had from, you know, someone that was doing this for six years, that's a predominant, you know, cycle of your life to now becoming who you are right now. Where, what were the things that you really focused on in terms of your identity shift? Yeah. Just changing my circle. Um, looking at things differently in terms of like longevity and health, yep. not just body image and the now, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Um, because at the end of the day, if you think about it, like everyone wants to live as long as possible yep. and we all want to be happy and we all want to be healthy. And like, I couldn't do those things on this substance. And, you know, there was no way I would have been having a family if I was dead or, yeah. you know, all of these things. And it's like, at the end of the day, the core value is like, if I can, you know, live as long as possible, I can be happy and I'm healthy why not like that's why i've got like that was my game change obviously along with the family mm-hmm. that was my like well i got to get off do you know what i mean it's like and what i learned along the like along the way and it took a long time to like do this but it's like when you would have talked to me five years ago and you would have been like like what do you what do you love doing like what do you get out of it? and i was like i just want to impress people so like when i would okay. go out i would be like Who's looking at me? Like, what eyes are on me? Like, as in looks, like, oh my God, like, you know. Like seeking a validation from them? Yeah, so that's all I cared about was like what people think about me, like just attention. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, he's lean, you know, he's he's jacked, he's he's full of tattoos, etc. And it's like, now it's like the complete opposite. It's like, Mm. obviously I still like looking good, but the core value is... Okay, so for example, when I leave you for this chat, yep. how did I make you feel? Mm-hmm. And that's the core value of life. So when okay. you when you leave someone, you have a conversation or you meet someone, yep. they're going to remember you for how you made them feel. They're yep. not going to remember you for how big your biceps are or how white your teeth are. Do you know what I mean? And it's true. Yeah. And ever since I've started to treat people properly and with respect and be kind... Mm-hmm. I'm getting so much more love and attention back. Do you know what I mean? It's so it's like crazy. It's funny how that works, eh? Yeah. So it's like I was chasing something and I'm actually getting more doing the opposite. Yeah. So, yeah. That's the uh, the abundant mind frame we always talk about. Yeah. You know, you're coming with love and you're going to get love back. I, I love it, man. Like, And that's why, you know, you said at the start, um, you see me everywhere. Yeah. I'm trying to show love because yeah. when, when I get that love to me, mm-hmm. I know how good it feels. So if I show a little bit to you... Yep. I know you're getting that good feeling. Do you know what I mean? I think the world needs more of it. I think that's very, uh, uh, you know, a lot of people can take from that is that you've taken uh, the the validation from yourself onto how you made others feel. 
Yeah, that's huge. That's a really big thing because not not everyone twigs in their head that that that's such a big game changer. It, it is, but it's so simple too. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't actually cost anything. It doesn't. All it takes is just a little bit of time out of your day. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. the same as complimenting someone. Yep. You know, imagine if everyone was positive, and we all walked around and, hey Sam, like you look great today. Have an awesome day. Yeah. Like instead of like being competitive and negative towards you. How much energy shift is it and how much different would the world be? Yeah, law of karma. Really, so, you're going to get it back. It's funny that you actually say that. The book right next to your your left uh, left ear is uh, How to Win Friends, Influence People. And one of the biggest rules is that find genuine interest in other people. Get people to talk about themselves. Find yeah. find something in them. And uh, you'll find that you'll, you'll gain more people that are like that will like you. 100%. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's okay. It's very, very interesting, you know, that that uh, that law of karma where you're, you're putting it more out in the universe and, and you're getting it back. On on the side of that uh, of masculinity, because a lot of the time my audience is all all majority guys, you know, wanting to improve their life. Yeah, where have you seen the biggest shift in yourself and and your core confidence in? So you you know you're you're someone that's got the tattoos, got the body, got the social media, but where has been your biggest shift personally in your confidence? Because you're someone, you're um, someone that's that's extroverted, that's out yeah. there, that's all over social media, all doing your thing. Where does your confidence come from? So you mean they're two different things. So to like love myself, you mean? Or? Well, well, basically, my, my idea is, you know, some people can have all these things and it, it doesn't, they don't portray themselves like you do. You're very confident, very extroverted, very out there. So where does it come from? Does it come from the external or does it come from an internal kind of feeling that you felt? If you were saying before that you were more, uh, more selfish, more arrogant, where it was like, look at me, look at me, look at me, and now it's completely different, where does that confidence still come from within you? That's a good question. I've never actually had that. Um, you put me on the spot. Man, I don't know. Like, I just, I think I'm confident because I know that what I'm speaking about and what I do works. Okay. And it's impacting lives, yep. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So if you, for example, did podcasts and was getting no traction and what you did for a living, it wasn't, it wasn't working and making an impact, yep. you wouldn't be confident do you know what I mean? Because you know that nothing, the next thing you do is probably not going to really work. It's it's a nothing. Mm-hmm. So I think because I impact so many lives with online coaching, yep. I speak so openly about uh, the drugs, the steroids on podcasts, mm-hmm. and so many people are reaching out to me and being like, you know, I just listened to your podcast, changed my life, or this or that. That makes me confident because I know that when I do another one, I'm impacting people. So I think that's where my confidence comes from. That's good, that positive re- reinforcement yeah. loop. And that's interesting. When I was looking when I was looking at you and I, I had a thought and I wanted to ask you, when uh, when you're in that courtroom and you were could be sentenced to jail, what was going through your head in that yeah, sort of man. situation? That, that was the worst day of my life. Well, it was good after, but... <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, man, I'm, tr- I'm trying to think back. So it was just... Um, honestly, I was just fucking... I was scared shitless. Yep. Like, I... I was really scared, like, you know, to go to jail, like, that's scary it's shit a big to thing. me, you yeah, know what I mean? Huge. Especially when, you know, I think I was 22, and right. it's like, I'm literally, like, at the peak of my age, like, I've got everything ahead of me, and what, I might be locked up in a cell that I can't do anything, no ambitions, no goals, I can't do anything I want to do, do you know what I mean? It's like, I was just, I literally just wanted to hear the final thing. Yep which I thought was going to be jail. And 
there's nothing you can do, man. Yeah, you just wait. I was just literally just sitting there, and it's like as soon as he said, I was just. That's why it was so fucking impactful and powerful because it was literally a split decision of like a 10 second. And he could have said, yes, you're going to jail for four years. Yep. But it, it was known. It was just like that split thing was like, it was like, fuck, there's just a weight off me. Like I've just been let off. I cannot go out and fucking do this again. Do you yep. know what I mean? And that, like, I think that just for people that don't change when they go to court or stuff like that, it's like, how can you not like, if you're going to continually do this, it's it, you're going to get done or you're going to die or this or that. So yeah. that that's all I needed to change. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I, I think, don't think I think anything else. I think you're a great example of someone that, you know, got, got a great verdict and yeah. then did change their life and now are impacting others. Yeah. That's exactly what they want. You know, yeah. if, if that was the case with a lot of people, yeah, we'd, we'd have a great, great world. I was going to say, if, if people had the same mindset as me and that was the same, yep. I reckon they give everyone another chance. Sure. But, what they do is majority don't, and then they go back to the old habits. But I just wish that, you know, more people would see like that and make the change and stop what they're doing if they do get that second chance. Yeah. So, and what was was the big one getting away from the people that, you know, was it where, where it was easy to get all the stuff? Was it changing that circle? That was a big factor. So the first thing I did was I switched gyms. Um, Amazing. Yeah. So I was training at a obviously a more of a bodybuilding gym. Yep. Everyone around me was same size as me, if not bigger. Uh-huh. And what I actually did was I just went straight back to a commercial gym, like a, yeah. a Jets or something. So yeah. it's actually true. And this is, it really helped me. Mm-hmm. So when I went back into that, um, I can't remember, I think it was Jets or something. Yeah. And I think I was, I was living back in Noosa. Yep. So small suburb, Jets. The biggest person there was not big majority of the people that were training were actually elderly female or males so when i went in there i didn't get as much body dysmorphia and hate towards me because if i had to step back into the bodybuilding gym obviously getting off the steroids i'm gonna shrink i'm gonna lose strength etc so if i'm doing that and then these people are actually getting bigger and stronger I'm just going to get body dysmorphia. So I'm actually going to start to hate myself and get depressed. Mm -hmm. But because I stepped in this gym where it's like, although I was getting smaller, I was still, and I don't want to put this in the wrong way, but I was still one of the best looking guys. I still had, I was still probably one of the biggest in the jets, even when I was off that I actually felt good. So it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I understand. Yeah. It's, 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 it's true, man. Like if, if you are not, you know, enjoying what you're doing or you're in a bad routine or bad habits or you're not really doing anything with your life, it's probably who you talk to and who you surround yourself with on a day-to-day basis. And it's just facts. That, 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 that's a very psycho, like a, like a psychological uh, trigger that you did, you know, yeah. go back in the small pond. Yeah, that, that's what it was like. And now your, your mind's like, you know what, it was, we're just as jacked, we're just as big, yeah. you know, we don't need to be on this stuff. So you did your own positive yeah, loop, uh, reinforcement loop. That's a, that's a, that's really. Yeah. And so, what were the other things? So, you went back to the gym. Was there any sort of changes that you made, you know, systematically? Because a lot of the guys want to change. A lot of the guys don't feel as if they're confident. Don't feel as if they're, you know, their social skills. The majority of this podcast is about social dynamics. Yeah. So the the seven areas that we talk about, one of them is is um, 
because you were you were already on social media at the time, weren't yeah. you? You yep. were doing that. Now, did you change anything with that? Did you start to kind of put accountability in there to keep yourself accountable, or what was the? Well, I'm trying to figure out where the ways that you change so yeah. that, that it's it's very interesting. So so someone can might be like, okay, like he changed yeah. in those ways. So that that was obviously the first the Jets, one. That yep. was the that was the biggest um, factor out of them all. Um, and then obviously with Instagram and social media, I just shifted who I followed. Okay, uh, it's pretty simple, and it's something I even do to this day. Like I did follow, sorry, unfollow a lot of people yep. that didn't bring me any value. They maybe wanted me to go back down that path or they didn't really support me. And I shifted it to people that, you know, were ambitious and goal driven and posting out positive content and wanting to help me on my journey to, um, you know, be natural. Like, so yep. just shifted it, man, unfollowed, followed new people. Mm-hmm. So everything's popping on my feed that is positive and they're, they're kind of helping me. Mm-hmm. And I think just with, you know, a few days in, then a few weeks in, and a few months in, I just started to believe myself and I love myself for who I was because I was getting so much support that I was like, I'm not going to go back down that road. So mm. yeah. that, that must have, it, it seems to be like that was a big, your circle was like everything and what you're viewing was everything. Everything, man. I almost say like people on social media now are one of the key people that you surround yourself with. You know, back in the day, it was always the five people by Jim Rohn. Yeah. The five people create, you know, you're a, you're a byproduct of it. But Social media people are now added to that, yeah. You know, which is a big thing. So, talk to us about social media and because you're literally everywhere, everywhere you're coming, <laughs> everywhere you're doing everything. And I know that you do it completely. You, it's no other person, yeah. it's just you. So, talk to us about you know how, what's it like being a a someone that is quite well known on social media. Is it a, a positive? Um, because I know that you're using it for a positive. Is it positive for you? Do you find it is positive or do you feel as if that it comes like you see all these social media stars and they go down the rabbit hole and they end up crazy pretty much? Yeah. Do you feel, do you feel as if you could see them, how they do that? Yes, I do. But I just, I, I don't know. My mindset's different. different so yeah. like I do see how they do it, like celebrities, etc. cetera. Yep. Um, you know, once you get so much fame, you get an ego and then you, you know, you, you just you're so tied up in it all. You're just getting so much media and stuff that you, you don't even really know who you are. But I suppose I've always, um, I think it come back to when I used to look up to my idols and my icons on social media. Yep. I think it was one day, I can't remember who it was. I actually, um, reached out to this person. Um, uh, I think I, I think I commented on his post Yeah. and then no, comment on multiple yep. and never applied. Okay. Um, and then I actually sent him a DM. I th- can't exactly remember, but it was like something like along the lines of, hey, brother, like I really, really admire you. Like I look up to you. I watch your stuff on a day-to-day basis. Um, I just wanted to reach out and say, you know, much respect keep and going, keep yeah. motivating me. <laughs> and he saw it. He, literally nothing, no reply. And I was just like, that's the biggest fucking turn off. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Yep. I was like, I've gone out of my way mm. and said that like, you are li- like, you're the reason I'm literally doing what I'm doing. Yep. And you can't even like put an emoji. Two, two seconds. Or yeah, just yeah, say yeah. thank you. And I was like, I never want to be that person. Yeah. So from that day, I was like, no matter how big I get, no matter how many people come up to me at night and say, fuck, is that Jackson Tippett? 
I'm just a normal person, bro. I'm yep. just like you. Yeah, I've got a following. Yeah, you know, demographics and insights. Like I, I physically, I want that to be as big as possible sure. based off business and money. But at the end of the day, if you come up to me, that doesn't define who I am. And yeah, I just want to treat people the exact same that when I didn't have a following as, as if I did. have a following. And you- even if it grows more, I, it's not going to change at all because I've got that perceptive and that's in my mind. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, well, you give your time away for to everyone. I've seen it. You know, whether it was that lunar lunar festival, you know, yeah. we were at that that everyone was coming up to you, whether it's Cali or anything like that. You know, you give a lot of time. You know, to and yourself. I take it. I love it. Like I do love it now, but yeah. I love it as motivation. I don't love it in an ego way. Okay. So, like when people actually come up to me. And, you know, say 10 people come up to me at, at, at night and they say, love your work, blah, blah, is that him? I I take that in, um, and I learned this off a guy called Michael Cooper. Um, I take it in in a different way. I actually, when someone gives me a positive compliment or something, I actually breathe and I take it in and I go, you know what, like, he just said that, like, you know, he loves my work and, like, I'm inspiring him. Fuck, I am inspiring people. But then, not in an ego way, do you know what I mean? And then that gives me energy to go, wow, like someone actually said that to me. Like, I'm actually impacting lives. I'm going to fucking go and do more. And it's like my little, it's like my little drug now. Yeah. yeah. When I wake up and get some positive feedback, I kind of thrive off that. And then I grind harder to hopefully get more because I know that not to get more because of attention, to get more because I know that I'm making an impact yes. in a positive way. So you're almost taking on like one of the biggest things you see when people can't take compliments, you know, they, they shy away. Yeah. It's almost like you're taking on the you love. You need to take comp. If someone gives you a comp and I never used to, mm-hmm. I used to be very hard on myself. Um, but if someone gives you a compliment, you need to take that in, in a positive way. It changes the way you feel. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. So it's, it's a, for anyone listening out there that struggles to take a compliment, someone genuinely gives you compliment, a compliment, compliment, <laughs> and they're not, you know, kissing up your ass or trying to be fake. Yeah, genuine. Take it in and appreciate it. Like honestly, it's a it's a real good tip, but it's it's very very important. Sometimes the foundations, the fundamentals, are ninety percent of it. Like that's all you need, you know. Right. Everything in life, it really is so fucking simple. It really is. People just overcomplicate it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like all these little things, like I change my circle. Yep. I take compliments. Um, you know, I appreciate them. Um, all of these little things, it's like people overcomplicate it. They're like, how did you go from this to that? But this is why it's so good because we're breaking it down. But it really is simple. And now I love myself for who I am. I take compliments. You know, the circle changed me, this and that. And it's like if you start to implement some of these, Maybe this could help change you if you're listening and you're going down a rabbit hole or you're addicted to drugs. Yeah, definitely. So I, I love that. That that's that's speaking facts and, and speaking on facts. You your podcast. You've interviewed some of the biggest guests in the world. You know, you're talking about your Danny Greens. You're talking about actual celebrities. So what have you yeah. gained from interviewing these big profile people through through your work and interacting with others and things like that? Just um, first of all, that they're, they're Everyone I've interviewed is just very humble. Okay. So I've learned that once again, if you're the best boxer in, you know, Australia, 
if not one of the best in the world, yeah. you still don't have to have an ego. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, still humble. And what else have I learned? I've learned that, you know, it's, it's very inspiring to see that, um, you know, how far people can actually take their lives. And it's like Danny Green, for example, like he was just a normal kid like us. But, you know, then he put in the grind, he put in the work, he become the best boxer. Now he owns multiple um, 12 rounds, the, the facilities. Oh, yep, yep, yep. And it's like that also inspires me. It's like once you drop off something, it doesn't mean you just drop off. So he could have stopped boxing and then he could have resorted to drugs because he was so, you know, popular and he had so much money, which is what a lot of celebrities do. But he kept pushing. And it's like for me, it's like people say, oh, like you, you know, you're pretty, pretty set now. Like maybe just like do this or do that. It's like, no, that actually drives me to go more because I know there's no limit. Do you know what I mean? Like I could have stopped, as I said, I could have stopped doing podcasts, but it's like, why when I'm getting so much feedback and there's so much traction going around and positive energy, it's like, well, why don't we actually kick it up a notch? Do you (laughs) know what I mean? Yeah, set a new goal, set a high goal. Yeah, like why go back and just be like, oh, yeah, I've had Danny Green on. I've been on a few other guests. I'll call it, I'll call it. That's yeah, my dad. And that's what a lot of people do in life. Yeah. And it's like, well, no, why don't I get Roy Jones Jr. on now? Or do you know what I mean? That's yeah. the mentality I have. You have to think high. Mm. Even if you don't achieve it, you're going to be higher than if you didn't set that goal. Yeah, no, definitely. So, and so, so your, your next thing that I saw that pivot is that you're, you've started with your coaching is you've, you've got your own app. Yeah. Launched. And so when, when's that launching? That's launching pretty soon, isn't it? Yeah. It's just literally everything's done. Just kind of, Two weeks or something, yeah. Yeah, love wanna, it. yeah. So that's been your next goal and you now achieved that, which is... So yeah, so that was a goal that I never thought I'd have. I've got my fitness retreat next week, which I never thought I'd be, you know, the head trainer. Yeah. Um, which could lead to multiple uh, locations ongoing around the world. Um, many things, man. Like just, yeah, I, th- I just, I get an excitement when it's like you crack something and then it's like, what can I achieve now? Okay. Do, you, do you get yeah. that yourself? You yeah, know what no, I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like, you might be, for example, being like, who can I get on this podcast? Yep. And like, oh, I just cracked him. Well, can I go a bit higher and get that dude that's a bit more well-known? Or can I start to, you know, because my podcast get in the media? Or like, I think it's just exciting to crack at new things and see how far you can take it. There's that fine, I, I find there's that fine art where the goal is just out of the reach yeah but still a lot of work and you're like it's almost like you can taste it you're like oh fuck like if that happened or if that like it's it's that real fine line and i think that's the when people uh set goals i think that's how they should set them so for example if you if you set a goal um and you wanted joe rogan on in the next four months yeah it's probably very unachievable Mm -hmm. but you know if you said someone at a little bit of a lower caliber and in the next year you can probably do it. So you, you kind of like, as you, you almost know you're going to do it, but you got to work hard. Oh, and that's the goals. You know what I mean? Yeah. You yeah, can't no. set them too high where it's like, it's unrealistic. So then you, you just get down on yourself. Yeah, you're setting up you failure. have to like, just set them more little ones and then crack it. And then a little bit more, you know what I mean? Step by step. That's what brings the confidence. Yeah. Okay, and that's how I set my goals now. You know what I mean? Just like, just outside I the reach. I know I'm going yeah. to achieve that because I achieved the last thing that I kind of put like that. Yep. But it's not something that's out of my, my range where it's like, 
I know for a fact it'll never happen. Sure. So, yeah. And it's funny because everyone's a little bit different. So your your reach is probably some people would be like, holy fuck, yeah. how do I get there? So it's interesting, man. Like, it's, yeah. Going on to uh, one of the big topics that I want, I want to discuss with you is, you know, within the media and, and, um, and everything that's coming up is, is definitely masculinity and this idea of becoming the strongest version of yourself yeah. pretty much within fitness and stuff like that. So where have you seen or where do you think that a lot of this is going? Do you, do you feel as if there's more people getting to the gym? Do you feel there's more people trying to get stronger and fitter? As in? Just in the generation. What I've seen is that we've had a, we've had a lot of years where there's, there's a title called um, Hard Times Create Strong Men. You ever read yeah. that book by yeah, Stefan yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, where it's like, you know, weak men create, uh, you know, strong men create good times, good times create weak men, weak men create hard times and go circle. So I feel as if we're in a transition period. I don't know how you feel about that, where the strong man, the masculine man, the more on his purpose is starting to come around. Have you noticed that within your interactions with people? And what's your take on uh, things, you know, things like Andrew Tate becoming very popular, things like more masculinity being promoted as like, no, it's actually good. Oh, yeah, yeah, I get you. Yeah, I think it's definitely um, changing and that's becoming the more popular, if that yep. makes sense, um, where it wasn't in the past. But I think, yeah, I think it's definitely becoming more popular, if that answers your question. Yeah, yeah. no, that's good. I just want to yeah. hear where everyone, I always throw that question out to see where people's feeling, like where they're yeah. feeling and stuff like that. Because within what I do, social social dynamics, you probably find in the fitness industry, everything changes so quickly. Yeah, it does. Social, yeah. Like I'll say something on the podcast three months ago. Yeah. Someone will hit me up and say like, this doesn't work anymore. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, motherfucker, this shit changes quick. <laughs> you know? It's true. Like, yeah. think about, like, you know, a little while ago, you're thinking about going to Europe and stuff like that. Yeah. And then the war breaks out, and you're like, oh, it's like yeah. that idea, or, you know. Yeah, it's like in the fitness scene, like, I, what I'm starting to notice is just as of late, and I think it's going to shift, is steroids were a big thing, and being jacked was a massive thing. But I think it's starting to shift now where not only does the general population find a smaller physique more appealing, um, but it's also healthier. There's, you know, there's so many bodybuilders dropping dead that it's like, I think people starting to shift into more health, longevity, running, all of this type of stuff with like mindset, mental health, not just like how big we can get. So what I'm trying, what I'm finding is when people are stepping in the gym now, and there's obviously people that still want to get big course, and they're on steroids, yeah. but I'm finding more people going there for mental clarity and to actually get their health markers up. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So when I went in there when I was on steroids, yep. nothing to do with health. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? It was nothing. There's two different things. Like you might want to, you know, when you exercise or you run, yep. you're trying to do that for your heart to get it better. But mm-hmm. for example, when I was like your cardiovascular, you're yeah, trying yeah. to get better. And then I would watch what I put in my mouth um, to maybe, you know, help my insides. But when I was, you know, wanting to get big in that, it was like, um, I'm, I'm doing like the opposite. So I was, I was taking, for example, a clenbuterol, yep. which is a, a fat burning drug that's meant for horses. So it's actually speeding up my heart rate to the fact where I could have had a heart attack. So right. it's two different things. Do you know what I mean? Yep. And I think people should focus on the health um, benefits of actually exercising, not just how big or lean you can get. Mm, it's a more sustainable 
fitness. Yeah. So that then when they're 60, they're still in amazing 100%. And that's what it comes down to. It's longevity for me now. Yeah, I might not be the biggest or the leanest or look as good as I did, but I can do this forever. I'm happier. I'm healthy. Yeah. And that's what people I'm starting to notice. It's starting to shift. Well, wow, that's, that's, that's an amazing insight because there's always going to be someone bigger. It's always yeah. going to be someone richer. 100%. Always, you know, it doesn't yeah. matter. You, you're, you're good here. Try yeah. try somewhere else like America or something. Always. And that's what we were saying before. It's like there's always going to be someone better than you. So you're always going to be like chasing that top. Do you yep. know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, it's kind of never achievable. Never. The world's a big place and there's many people. Do you know what I mean? So no, a thousand percent. That there's a great book called the the way of the superior man by David Data. Yeah. The first one is he. The very first rule he talks about that is that there's no end, there's no yeah. completion. There's yeah. literally not. Like I remember back when I looked my absolute best. Yeah. And I got a few photos, and I I did look incredible. Yeah. I know at that point in time. Yeah. Straight up, I thought I looked like shit. Wow. It's crazy, Holy man. Shit. I yeah. look back and I was like. Wow, like fucking veins everywhere. Like, and I literally thought I was like somewhat fat. Like, it's really bizarre how the brain works because I was constantly chasing like people that were at the highest caliper that I was like, oh, nah, like I'm not near them. So I got, I got to work hard. I don't look good. Yeah, you never stop to appreciate It's crazy, man. Do you know what I mean? And I look back just, just as that is an example, I was like, what was going through my head? You know what I mean? True. So I think that there's a great, uh, the great TikTok recently where it was just like, um, uh, someone was, it was kind of like a trend where they would say, I didn't make this, uh, this, this month's quota or something in fulfillment, or I only, I didn't, uh, top last year's last quarter's revenue. Yeah. And then it showed to like a, a picture of a little kid and it's like, we have a business. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fucking phenomenal. Yeah. I yeah, loved that yeah, trend. Yeah. Yeah. Could, and I got a lot of my my kid my, my my clients to actually look at that and do something similar. Yeah, it was like um, one guy was you know doing it and, and he looked back. It's like we we own we did sales or we did you know we fly a plane or anything yeah. like that. It's um it's crazy and you got to that's another thing you got to like um got to almost give yourself a pat on the back for the little goals you do achieve. Yep. So when people achieve stuff, they never they're never happy because they never actually go. Oh, like I just achieved this or look how far you've come. Do you know what I mean? I think that's a great tool to have. Like, and I do that now when I didn't used to do that, but I'm like, for example, I had like Danny Green on and I've just launched my app and I'm doing a fitness retreat. Like, yeah, I'm not the best in the world, but man, like I'm having a go. You know what I mean? Mega waves. Because then you kind of like, you congratulate yourself a bit, but if you're just so hard on yourself all the time, Everything revolving around you is just negativity. Well, yeah, you know everything, I mean? even in your thoughts, is like yeah. the, the one thing. The one person that needs to be a cheerleader for yourself is yourself. And everything starts in here, man. I wouldn't, if I didn't know how to control this, I wouldn't have got off steroids. Yeah, I wouldn't be here doing what I'm doing. It all starts here, man. It's all mindset, bro. It's all mindset. So how do you how do you particularly control your emotions and mindset? Because everyone's a little bit different. I know everyone's got a system, almost like kind of like a system. So where do you find that you are best uh, that you're able to keep your mind in shape and in check and uh, doing, you know, being on your side rather than against you? Um, man, oh, fuck. I'm going to put that back on you. How do you? How do I? Yeah. Well, number one, I do a lot of, uh, a lot of people do affirmations, but I Oh, do, so that's what you're talking. Yeah. Okay. I do, I do, uh, I do mantras. What's mantras? Mantras are sayings that you say to yourself constantly throughout the day. 
Okay. So, you know, an affirmation in the morning, uh, like I'm not against them, but just for me, they never worked. But for something for me, you know, one of the ones that I have is um, uh, throughout the day, I'll have a random thing that happens and I'll, and I'll say it in my head, whereas like the most unexpectedly uh, great things keep happening to me. Or I might say... Do you say that on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, I just think of it, the most unexpectedly good things keep happening to me. Most how, unex- how often would you say that? Um, probably 15, 20 times a day. Really? Yeah. Like Out it, loud or... No, 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 just in my head. Yeah, wow. And it'll come at the most randomest times. It'll be like, so I might I might anchor it to like brushing my teeth. Yep. So like I'll, I'll do a forcible anchor. It'll be like every time I brush my teeth, I want to have this thought and this. And then, you know, you know, I can c- continue to force it in there. And then every time I brush my teeth, I'll have that thought pop up. Yeah, wow. And then a mantra, boom, say the mantra. Or, you know, um, I'm on an ever pursuit to become the strongest version of myself. All these kind of mantras. I like that, that man. So, I might incorporate that. Yeah. A, so I do do the aff- I didn't wasn't sure what you actually meant. Meant the mindset, but I yeah. do do the affirmations. Fantastic. Um, I never used to love myself. For example, yeah. so do you know the technician Trav? Oh, his no. podcast. No. So he's a legend. You should get on his. Um, he actually, when we did one together, he actually taught me so much stuff. But he, I said I don't. In that podcast, it was about body image, all of that. Yep. And pretty much said like I've never really loved myself. I've always been hard on myself. Yeah. I've never actually loved who I am. Yeah. And he made me do this tool where I actually go every morning. I just go because we all go in front of the mirror, shower, etc. Yeah. So I just go in front of the mirror. Um. Obviously, usually I've just got like my jocks on, so uh-huh. you can see everything. Yep. And I just literally stare at myself, just look at myself, and just say like, "You are beautiful. Like you are loved because I am loved." And you're unique in your own way. And yes, it doesn't change just off one day doing that, as you know, with the mantras. Yep. But a couple of months in, yeah. when I'm like, okay, like, yeah, like I am amazing. Like yeah. I, I am loved. I am beautiful. Like we all have flaws, but if you pick your flaws, it's the worst. Because yeah. at the end of the day, you can't, and I say this, you can't physically change structural things or this or that it's like that's your genetics so it's like if you're constantly picking at them you're literally never going to be happy because you you physically yeah you can get you know you can get lip filler or you can change your hair color or but to an extent that's your body you're never going to be me i'm never going to be you Mm. so you got to be happy with your own version do you know what i mean of yourself and that's something that game change you know what i mean yeah definitely I, i i do believe wholeheartedly that um even myself i'm on the ever pursuit of it where you should find you should try to get yourself to peak fitness like the, yeah. the best like you know at least once in your life yeah to where you're like wow my you know so for me it looks like it'll be in my 30s you know once once everything gets sorted but you know that'll be that that should be a goal to see i think i think it's aristotle or something and it talks about it's a shame for a man to go through a life and not see what he's capable of basically yeah. And that's, yeah, it is sad, man, because there's probably 90% of the population yep. that they never do see that. No. And they, I find it a form of disrespect to your to body. To yourself, yeah. 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 Yep. So that's how I look at it. When I look at not having to go at obese people, some people can't help it, etc. But if you're sitting there and you're the reason why you are overweight and you feel like shit, etc., you sit on the couch all day, that's that's a form of disrespect like to yourself like it's like like i could never do that now do you know what i mean like i could never physically do that because 
I wouldn't put that on myself. Like I think everyone should be like, it's the same as business. It's like, how much can you excel? Yep. It's the same as your body. It's like, yeah, you don't have to be the biggest person or whatever in the world, but why don't you have some respect on your body image yeah. and try actually work towards it? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's something that you, you know, you use your body for everything. Yeah. Every single thing. It's, I don't know, man. I just don't, I don't know what goes through people's heads that yep. don't have that ambition to somewhat, you know, take self-respect in their body image. Just just to work out for, for health, longevity, as you said. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's funny. It's almost uh, for me and probably for yourself, it's a non-negotiable. It is, man. It's like, literally. There's no thought. There's like, no, bro, yeah. you see me. You see me out last night. Like, I went out. I'm. I'm not gonna lie. I don't feel the best. Yep. But I got up this morning and I went and trained. I went for a run. Yep. And I feel so much better now. I think that's why people should do it. Once you've done it, yeah, yeah it was hard to get up. It was hard to stop my alarm. It was hard to get out. Yeah. But the rest is easy. Yeah. And that's what. That's. I just don't get what, I don't get how people don't do that. Like it's, that's the excitement that I get out of it. Cause it's, I know I've moved a little bit more ahead today. Yep. I feel a lot better than if I had to just sat in bed all day. Yeah, definitely. I've cracked out a podcast, which if I had to said no, yep. it's like all these little things. It, yeah, they are hard in a way, yeah. but it's a rewarding hard. Mm. And that's how I look at every little thing in life. So. Yeah. It's like almost like the boundaries. You set hard boundaries on yourself and then mm. it, everything falls into place yeah and and it's the biggest thing because a lot of the time it'll be the guy you know if we take a single guy overweight a little bit he's he's more of the the type that you know compromises his boundaries doesn't have the best you know he might be like oh i can't get a girlfriend or this or that or you know my life sucks or this or that and it's just like well you hear it all the time yeah i hear you know with what i do all the time it's i say it all the time nothing good comes easy yeah and it's true if you if you want to be the best at something or you want to excel, there is going to be points where it's very hard and you feel like giving in. But when you don't give in, that's what makes you a champion. So that, that's pretty, that's pretty strong, especially yeah. for, for, for what, and so your goals, what are your goals now that you're achieving? Are the ones that you want to say, I know a lot of people don't like to speak about, you know, things that haven't, you know, sort of, they they feel as if it you know they get the validation. This is one one thing that I've seen. They get the validation from other people just speaking about the goals. Yeah. So what are the things that you're comfortable with telling you know goals that you're you're trying to achieve? And yeah. Where where are you aiming the benchmark now for yourself? So my main goal is to own my own house. Okay. In the next year or so, like I think that should be everyone's goal. Yep. Because in the, the day, <clears throat> if you're paying someone's mortgage yep. for the rest of your life as opposed to putting in the hard work and then you're paying off your own mortgage. It just, it's just a no brainer. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, why would you pay when every time you put that rent to the, the owner, yeah. it's like, imagine if you put that into your house. Do you know what I mean? So I think, totally. I think it's just a foremost for that. Mm-hmm. So I w- would like to own my own house. Um, I want to take, I'm loving the podcast talking yep. scene stuff. I want to go around the world and just motivational speak. And okay. it's a big goal, but I know I already know it's going to happen. I already know. Yeah. I've manifested. So I'm going to be speaking in front of thousands in a year's time, if not five years' time, yeah. and impacting lives, kind of what I'm doing on the podcast, but on stage, on a big, events, big et cetera. Yep. So that's like my goal because I've done three guest speaks so far, okay. um, like at events or whatever. And you loved it? Bro, like 
nothing compared. Have you done one? <laughs> yeah. No. So basically, when I, I used to work for a company called Real Social Dynamics, one yeah. of the biggest biggest dating companies, and we did seminars all around the world, thirty five countries. Nothing compares. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't Just it? Just like, especially when you're talking about something like drugs yep. and helping people like when you're trying to help them so when they leave they they maybe get an impact of something they change their lives yeah. and then when they come up to you it's like man i was standing on stage and i literally just had goosebumps everywhere and it beats any drug i've ever used in terms of the high i had yeah and that's all i need to say you're scared before i'm a little bit yeah. nervous i was but when you've done it it's like another it's like fuck let's like go to one with more guests like do you know what I mean? It's like you just need to take these little steps, but that's another thing. It scares you, but it's good for you. So when people get scared of something, they usually turn away from it. But it's kind of like failure. When people, uh, they, like, they fear failure. So when I kind of, to an extent, when maybe something's going through my head or I'm about to do something and it's very scary, yep. I almost switch the thought of that. I'm like, it's, it's awesome. Do you know what I mean? Because I know something good is going to happen out of it if I get through it. Like, do you know what I mean? No, no, 100%. No, so that's, that's how the mind, like, I don't know. That's just how my mind works. That's it's fantastic. Crazy. It's amazing that you have these mindsets and you haven't been trained. Yeah. These are all things that weren't natural to me that I had to train myself on. That's and exactly people what you're ask saying. me all the time, like, who, who have you learned from? Like, and I'm being, I don't know, like, I'm not trying to sit here and say I'm a gift, but yeah. I literally haven't learned from anyone. I don't know where it's come from, but I've learned all these things, and yeah. they're things that people usually learn off someone else. Do you know what I mean? Like an internal desire or something that's just been burning. Yeah. You've, you've, you've figured it out somehow. I just think there's just, I just fucking, every day I'm like, I, I see myself getting ahead more and more, like, yep. every single day. Mm-hmm. Not in terms of body image, in terms of growth and my business and this and that it's like that just drives me because it's like if I can do this amount of things in the last three years and I've got like 50 like how much in, like the sky's the limit yeah do you know yeah. what I mean like for sure are you a big thinker do you think a lot do you reckon? Oh, all the top bro yeah crazily like to the point where like I actually go to bed and then I usually dream about what I'm think like okay I just I'm thinking about like the next day or like it's crazy i'm always thinking like i'm thinking right now even while i'm speaking to you about what i'm going to be doing after like i'm just always thinking man do you okay. know what i mean do you find do you find that does that take you out of the present moment or are you able to kind no. of balance it okay. no i can balance it but um i'm thinking about my next step if that okay. makes sense even when i haven't completed the first oh okay. so yeah it's uh-huh. it's good. I, I like it's, it. It's interesting because yeah, no, I'm I would say that I'm a little bit the opposite of that. Yeah, where I'd be talking to you and and the only thought that's running through my mind is not trying to, <laughs> not trying to have thoughts. Yeah, um, which is good. Yeah, it's different. It's, it's just how two people operate yeah. differently. But I like I yeah, as I said, while I'm I haven't even completed this podcast. Yep. But I'm I'm also thinking about. Because I was potentially gonna go home and have someone on mine. Yep. I'm kind of thinking about that, even though I'm speaking. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's talent, but that's just what goes through my head. Yeah, it's your so, ability to be able to do two things at once. Yeah. <laughs> so I love it, man. I just, I just really want to see how far I can take my life, make my parents proud, make myself proud, and that's it. It's fantastic. Yeah, Mister Tibbet, it's been a pleasure to have you on and to hear your stories, especially because I think. The, the audience can definitely relate with like, you know, 
where you've come from. You know, it might not be something like to do with steroids, but it may be something in 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 their life that they've like, you know, they've hit rock bottom. Yeah, that's pretty much what happened. It seems like you hit rock bottom, and that's the thing, man. I I, I think I put a post up the other day. Um, everyone suffers mental health. Yep. Everyone hits rock bottom. Everyone. I can guarantee you, you could talk to anyone in the world and they've had some dark down days. They've hit rock bottom at some point. Even your your top end celebrities. Yeah. They always went like, you always hear the story. They were like this and then they changed. And that's the message I want to get out there is like, there's, I've, there's so many people right now that are they're not happy with their life or they're taking drugs or this and they think that's what life has to be like for the rest of their life. It's not like if you hear my story, obviously I'm just one person, but I hit rock bottom and I've changed and that should inspire you to change because you see how much more better life is once you hit out of that rock bottom. And that's the message I want to get across. That bounce, that, that kind of like bounce effect yeah. almost. Yeah. But what I'm saying is anyone can achieve that and bounce out of that. So if you're listening now and you're down here, you don't have to be there forever. You can bounce out of that. And Along that, with a lot of the little tips we gave, yeah, um, all, all of these little things, you know what I mean? Even just reach out to us and if you're struggling, just send us a message and we'll try help in some way, shape or form. Yeah, you won't be like the guy that left you on, on <laughs> red. You won't be like that. No, it's a turn off. <laughs> so, I, so I have one question I ask all my, my guests and, and that one question is, if you could change one thing about the world, what would that one thing be? For everyone to be kind. I think it's just so simple it would change so much impact in the world, you know, if everyone was just kind. So everyone was kind to every single human. Could you imagine? Like, I can't. I actually can't imagine. It would be that good. The world yeah, would be that good. Polar opposite. Yeah. So, you know, if you're listening to this and, you know, maybe, you know, maybe you're a good person, but you don't actually go out of your way to compliment someone. You're not kind to people all the time. Like some people you you give a bit of hate to or whatever, just leave that. Just just cut it off. Just the next person you see or you scroll social media or you, you, you leave a comment, do the complete opposite of negativity and just be kind. Do you know what I mean? Just just give it a go. Like it's if everyone just did their little part, the world would be different. That's fantastic. Yeah. It's great when I ask everyone that question. I've never got an answer the same. Yeah, you know I like that. And that's everyone's what different. Yeah. I want to just flip around before we stop. Yeah. What's one wish that you would want to, you know? One thing. Okay. Yeah. Some people have asked me that question <laughs> though. Um, okay. It'll be a little bit different. <clears throat> I think if everyone, uh, what I said before was if, if everyone was self-aware, if everyone was aware of themselves and how they represent themselves to each other, kind of like, kind of like kindness, you know, yeah. they're coming off ugly and evil and, and, and uh, manipulative if they got to see what their self was. But for, for another thing, I think the biggest thing, for uh the world if it was to change would be actually uh you know as you said before taking taking bets on themselves taking a bet yeah yeah so what just taking a risk yeah like actually like you know i, th I feel as if the world is very risk averse right now mm. and 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 the world the world is being put in that place where you can't take risks because the the detrimental effect is so large yeah. Right, so whether it's you know for, for for guys especially because I deal with guys all, all day every day and and I see the the rationale that goes in their head about not wanting to go up and talk to a girl, right? yeah. Not wanting to go up and do a cold approach and just say hello, you know, how's your day going? What's your name? And um, 
I think if guys were able to just feel that inner confidence and take that bet on themselves, yeah, because they have that they have this conjure idea of like where they think they are compared to where they could be, yeah, and um, they never want to be out of the tribe or there's a lot of DNA stuff that happens yeah. where if you go up to a girl she rejects you, you feel as if you've been like taken from the tribe, and so that that's been instilled for thousands of years, and I think we've got out to a, out of a situation where we don't bet on ourselves, we don't take a risk, we don't take a chance. I think that's that's a that's very powerful. Taking a risk, not fearing failure, etc. It's yeah. I mean, you you've done it. You say you've done it multiple times. Hunt every risk I did take yeah. has led to credible opportunities. That should be enough to take a risk. Yeah. If you're listening, you've never taken a risk. Just take one. Yeah, well, it, it it's a it's such a such an upside to it. You either learn something, you know. Either way, yeah. That's the best thing, especially right. with a with a cold approach, because you know we teach a little bit of cold approach here and there. And one of the things is that the negative negative side of it is a rejection. Damn, that sucks. So well, yeah, the the big up, deal though. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like and it that's how you got to look at it. Like it's such a big deal. But uh, when we're talking about actual guy trying to talk to a girl, yep. this is just one example. Yeah, if you if you get rejected, big deal. That's everything happens for a reason in life. So I believe that that's a reason that. Even if you did get accepted by that girl, you got rejected for a reason. Maybe you weren't meant to be. Yeah. Maybe she's talking to another guy. Like, take it as a positive. Okay, rejected? That person wasn't for me. Even though she's good looking, yeah. I kind of like her, we move on. Yeah, you know we, what I mean? we learn from the experience. We get a little bit better. We do yeah. that. And I've seen I've seen a couple of uh, TikToks of you doing you know a bit of yeah. cold approach, <laughs> there, which is fantastic because that's what that's what initially brought me out of the depths of despair. The ability to understand, holy shit, I can actually control my social life. I can do some cold approach. Yeah, I can actually go talk to a girl, get a number, and have a romantic relationship with her. That's fucking fantastic. Oh my god, that was like mind blowing to me at the yeah. time. Like when I first, I was like, I was like nineteen, twenty. I was just like, holy shit, <laughs> this this actually exists. So you know, it's it it is, and then the upside, as I said, you know, you never know. This girl might be your wife, have kids, and you yeah, have a, a love. So there's so much upside to just taking a chance even with yeah. that let alone business becoming your own boss yeah let alone you know so a lot of the time I, I also say like sometimes like the statistics on like business failures or this or going up to a like stuff the statistics just do what you feel as yeah, if yeah. you know, might bring a result with you because they say you know small businesses they say like oh they're going to fail yeah but that's what I mean statistics are pretty much always against the grain yeah so if you're always going to listen to statistics yeah. in anything it's like you're done. Like yeah. you, you got to kind of ignore that and take. But a maybe you will be that ten percent that that succeeds. Hundred percent. Like there's a fifty fifty. Even though the statistics say ninety ten, that you could be that ten percent. Yeah. yeah. And if you shift your mindset to be like, I'm going to be that ten percent, and you back yourself and you go hard, you probably will be that ten percent. A thousand percent. So thousand percent. <laughs> thousand percent. Thank you so much, Mister Tippett. Okay. Now, where can the people find you if they want to go and learn more about you? Yeah. So I- just my Instagram is the best place. Um, at I am Jackson Tippett and yeah, just send me a DM or, you know, I'd love if you actually enjoyed this podcast to give it a share, um, you know, give it a like. And, um, cause that's at the end of the day, we're trying to spread what we've just talked about to thousands yep. of people. Um, and also for my audience listening, cause my audience is going to see this, go give Sam a follow and his podcast. Um, Cause yeah, he's doing great things. So that's why I like it. Cause it's like your audience sees me, my audience sees you. Best both worlds. Go check out Sam and 
let's just keep supporting each other and hopefully someone got something out of this. Absolutely, G. I'm sure they yeah. did. I'm absolutely sure they did. Yeah. So go follow Jackson. I appreciate it, guys. And I appreciate you, Jackson, for coming on. Thanks so much, brother. Thanks, G.